Today's episode is sponsored by Smart Jewels Institute. If you're looking for online courses along with an online community where you can take classes with personal development coaches, financial education coaches, and even health and wellness experts, visit the link that we have in our show notes to sign up to be a Smart Jewels today and to also be engaged, empowered, and educated. Shout out to those in Texas. Uh, we are uh, back yet again on the first day, official day of fall uh, with my very special guest. They're coming back for round two. Uh, last night, you heard for episode 61, uh, we had Brother Peon uh, speaking about the importance of uh, knowing who is the head of your household. Um, this whole month, we are talking about the topic of family values. And no matter uh, whether you're married, single, uh, divorced, widowed, or looking to be married, uh, you will be hearing from all different people uh, in reference to how they were raised and also how they raise uh, their own family for their values. And so I'm here for episode 62 uh, with my very special guests, uh, John and Natala Stevenson. Uh, they're hailing, I think it's from Texas, but y'all uh, let them know where y'all are hailing from, uh, Jay and Natala. Listen, man, you played. You played the right artist before we started, man. You know it's Texas over here, man. Yeah. We're not in Houston, but we in uh we in Colleen, Texas slash Harker Heights, Texas. Um, I'm originally from here. She's she's not originally from here. I let her tell y'all where she's originally from because she don't like to claim Texas yet. I'm, I'm almost there. <laughs> okay. But I'm from California, Sacramento, California. Absolutely, absolutely. Shout out to uh, Texas and also Cali. Uh, we appreciate uh, y'all tuning in. Uh, again, we're here. Uh, you probably have already seen their two faces if you've been uh, watching any of the live streams that I've done throughout this year. Uh, we're also all a part of a ministry uh, that you'll hear a lot about uh, toward the end of this live stream. Uh, but definitely shout out for those uh, married couples and singles that are tuning in. And without further ado, the title of this um, segment is A Love Story Part Two. Uh, they were already uh, here for a love story part one edition. And so they did an awesome job. And a lot of folks were asking to hear from uh, their knowledge and also their experiences again. And so we had to bring them back for uh, part two. And so um, Jay and Atala, uh, can y'all uh, let the folks that didn't get to hear about your love story um, from the first segment uh, know how did y'all meet? Uh, uh, how did y'all come come to uh, even get to know each other? All right. Well, <laughs> um, long story short, just to just to catch up those who who wanna wanna know, um, we I guess met on Twitter um, back in 2013. Uh, I made the bold move and I slid in those DMs because I'm all about shooting my shot, you know. <laughs> <laughs> what? And, <laughs> I love it. I love it. And, uh, at that time, we were both in uh, Greek letter organizations, and uh, I was a Zeta, he was a Sigma, so it just made sense. And that was like, it made it easier to, you know, shoot my shot. So uh, I was, <laughs> we we were like friends at first, like we talked for, for like pretty much all that time, like since then. Um, and then. Uh, he had gotten saved, he denounced and everything, and um, then later on, I did as well, and um, it was like a couple years later, I did as well, and then uh, one one wonderful phone call one day, 
we were on the phone and um, God told him that I was his wife. Wow. Uh, and that he'll, that I'm like the most amazing person that he would ever have in his life. And he, he told me. <laughs> <laughs> and at the time I was living in California and um, when he, when he told me that instantly, God was like, you're moving. And I had already felt like I was going to be moving out of California at some point. I didn't think I was going to be staying there. So at that point, it was like God told me this was this was it. This was what was going to get me out of out of that state. And right. um, I had moved here in 2016. We got married 2017, and we've been riding ever since. Absolutely, I love it. I love it, Jay. You want to add anything with that? I know. I know. <laughs> so so it, it's funny because when you when you asked to tell the story, I looked at her and I guess she read the look on my face. I was like, hey, let's give them the short version as as short as possible with everything they need. In it. And I think she did a, a great job. Like the only thing I guess I would say was I was actually saved when I met her. Oh, yeah, I'm I was so I was I was actually saved when I when I when I met her. Um, I had maybe been saved maybe six, six, seven, eight months, something like that. I was still pretty fresh in my walk. Mm. Um, and like I said, I, I met her and um, being that I was so, so fresh, I was okay with her sliding in my DMs because, you know, I, I was, I was this, this kind of flirtatious guy. So I was talking to a little bit of, of, of everybody, you know what I mean? And, um, but you know, God had a gym. <laughs> he had to work it out. <laughs> Yeah, that's yeah, that's that's what it that's what it was. Just think you never you never know why people will enter your life or or leave your life or whatever the case may be. And I'll be honest with you, I mean, I tell this story all the time, and I told her when she slid in my DMs, I didn't think anything of it. I was like, oh, she's attractive, she's cool, but she's in California, I'm in Texas, so this is gonna somebody that's gonna keep me entertained. Like I, I'm not thinking anything of it. And then it kind of grew. Uh, we fell off for a little bit. We got cool again. Even after we got cool, I still didn't think that you know. We would be anything because at the time when she kind of hit me back up, we were getting cool again. I was currently talking to somebody else at the time. Um, and God was trying to show me that that other person wasn't it. And I wasn't trying to hear it and all kind of stuff. But, um, again, like she said, one faithful night, he's on the phone and, and God made it very clear, just as clear as when he spoke to me the day I got saved, man, he made it very clear that she was my wife. So wow. that's how, that was, that was pretty much it. She nailed it. Absolutely, absolutely. Looking real good right now too with his head wrap and his earrings, though, man, man. Yeah, you got to get a shout out to the queen, definitely. Oh, you're right. Shout out to, oh, right. to the ladies that wear the wraps, the head wraps. Absolutely. Yeah, man. Yeah. So, uh, really quick, we're gonna get some shout outs to those early attendees that are uh, tuning in. Uh, we want to give a quick shout out. Shout out to uh, Miss Delta Williams. Shout out to Sir Keith Nose. Uh, shout out to Damon Thomas. Uh, he's been on the segment before. Shout out to Diamond. Uh, also on the the watch party. Uh, we want to give some quick shout out. Shout out to Moya. Uh, shout out to Brother Gabe on uh, tuning in. Uh, if you are not uh, familiar with these two, uh, these are my two special guests uh, for tonight's segment for episode sixty two. Uh, they are uh, going to be talking about their core family values as a married couple. Uh, the title of this segment is called A Love Story Part Two because they've been already on the segment uh, earlier this year. And so they're coming back for round two because they were uh, heavily requested uh, from people that were watching just like you uh, to hear from married couples 
uh, that are genuine and that also will be real about their um, their ma- their path to marriage. And so, um, uh, Jay, uh, talk, talk a little bit about how uh, you were raised first, uh, personally uh, with your household growing up. Uh, how was your family dynamics growing up? And then we'll go to you, Atala. How were you raised? It's going to get fun, isn't it, Atala? Yeah. It's going to get real fun. Um, so um, as early as I can remember, man, I want to say I was around maybe six or seven years old, somewhere around there, man. Um, uh, we came, I was, I was born here in, in Texas at about the age of two. My dad was stationed overseas in Germany. So we was over there for about four years and I came back at about the age of, like I said, about six or seven, something like that. Shortly mm-hmm. around that time, man, my mom gave her life to Christ. Um, and we started going to church a, a whole, whole lot. At this point, my dad was not saved. Um, he was still, you know, living his life, doing his thing. Um, and I thank God because, I can remember my dad not being saved, but I can't remember my dad not being saved, if that makes sense. Mm. Um, I know he hasn't always been saved. I remember there being a point in time where he gave his life to Christ and things started to change. But I can't tell you I remember his behavior, his mannerisms, the things he would do before he got saved. And I thank God for that. But, uh, again, as long it seems like as long as I can remember, man, my mom took us took us to church because she was saved. So then my dad ends up getting saved. And um, once they both got they both got saved, um that's when I kind of really started paying attention to the way I was, I was raised. I guess I was at an age where I could really remember and pay attention. And man, we were raised, we were raised in a, in a, in a, a God fearing household, man. Um, again, my parents, they weren't the ones that were, you know, uh, uh, we were, again, my, so my parents were very serious about being serious with God. Um, and like I said that, that really stuck with me and my siblings to the point now where like even my brother and sister, man, they, they believe that there is a God, but um, like the Bible talks about, they have not believed unto salvation to the point where they want to give their life to Jesus Christ. So they out there living their life, man. We still love them uh, and everything like that. Um, but like I said, my brother, my brother and my sister, we all live in the same city. We all made our way back here. Um, and my brother and sister, they don't, they don't come to church. They don't even pretend to come to church, man, because that's just not the life that they want to live, man. Um, God honors things like that. I believe God honors when we're when we're honest. Um, because he knows our hearts. He knows everything about us, man. So, um, if you could be like, Hey God, listen, that's, I'd, I'd rather not fake the funk or fake it until I make it, you know? And I used to, I remember before I got saved, I used to pray and I used to be like, Hey God, I, I don't know if you hear me or not, but Hey, just bear with me a little bit longer. I, I, I know I'm doing the fool right now, but just bear with me a little bit longer. And I thank God for his mercy and his grace. But that's the, that's the household I grew up in. Man. Absolutely. What about you, Atala? How did you grow up? <laughs> Uh, my household was very different. Um, so for a minute, it was just me and my mom up until I was like eight. Uh, my my birth dad, he had passed away when I was four. Um, but then when I was eight, my mom remarried. And there was, we did have the, we'll go to church on Sundays every now and then. Right. Um, definitely on Christmas, definitely on Easter and, you know, uh that was that was kind of just it. I was raised on the idea of being an independent woman for mm-hmm. the most part. Um not that I didn't necessarily like need a man, but it was that I won't have to need one. Like it was like that's that's cool, that's preferred. We would hope that you would want a man over a woman. Over a woman. <laughs> what? What? <laughs> but but um I was more so raised in the sense of 
Um, me being really just being able to take care of myself and knowing what I want for myself and stuff like that. There really was no in the house. There was no teaching of God. I went to church. I was in the choir and stuff, but it was more so like, I think things become more cultural for the black community than it does um, being like actually intentional for, mm-hmm. for actual teaching and raising you up um, in the house. I think it's, it, it it's, it's, I don't think it's the wisest thing to just simply send your child to church. That might work okay for some um, to get the teaching that they need, but I didn't have it in the household. Like once I'm home, it's back to to me just being at home. There really was no foundation of God whatsoever. Mm. Um, so when it came to like even seeing marriage, like marriage didn't really seem to like it didn't seem like it was anything like I was okay. Like I'm raised to be independent. So I really just want to take care of myself. If I get married, I get married. If I don't, I don't. That's just really just simply answering your question. That's really just it. That's, that's how, that's how things were for me in the household. Like I enjoyed my family for the most part, but it was really like, uh, there was like a bit of division within the household. Um, and and that was that was pretty much that was pretty much it. <laughs> yeah, no, that's how that's how a lot of households are. I appreciate y'all both being honest. Yeah, it is, it's it's constantly no matter what your nationality is. Uh, we we both or all three of us know that there's going to be some some type of struggles or divisions uh, within the household <laughs> that parents may or may not uh, allow their children to see. Mm-hmm. And so, uh, we did have some special. Um, questions for for you jay and also you atala as y'all were getting back on online when it shut y'all out uh, for john uh, this is from uh, delta uh, she asked john uh, were there any doubts in your mind about god's message uh, to you uh, about atala being your wife did you have any doubts basically uh so originally uh no i'm, I'm gonna say no so when god told when god said it to me it was very clear and i and i was like oh this it's got to be God. And and again, like I, said, I never thought that out of all the women I dealt with, that she would be the one that I would end up end up marrying. Like I said, we talked and all that kind of stuff. But again, she's in California. I was in Texas. You know how many people I had in Texas that could have been, right. like, you know what I'm saying? Like, I, I don't, you know, so, but God had to show me, listen, man, I, I got something for you. So, you know, I appreciate God for the wife that he has, he's given me. Uh, but overall, no, because after, again, after he said it, he started kind of confirming. And that's what I believe God does. When God says things, he starts to give you confirmation and, and different things. So the way uh, she ended up getting a free wedding dress, uh, he we, he spoke to us different. Yep. Free venue. He spoke to us at different times and gave us the same date or date range for the wedding. Wow. Um, just so many confirmations. The, the only time I think I ever doubted that she that she was the one was after I got after we got married and I talked to her about this. Um, I still had feelings for another young lady um, at the time. And I was like, man, God, you know, you showed me all this stuff. Like, is she even the one if I still feel this way about this other particular lady? Um, and then other times, you know, uh, at one point we was really kind of like at each, not at each other, but like wedded. The, the, the marriage just wasn't. You know, he was going through growing pains. And I was just like, man, God, you sure is my wife, man. She really tripping, man. I don't know. And I, and I genuinely felt that. You know what I'm saying? I, I kind of say it jokingly now, but at that time I did, I did feel that for a little bit. But then God started showing me things like, hey, so check this out. First and foremost, 
fix your attitude because no matter how much she tripped, you don't deserve her no way. Right, right, exactly. You know what I'm so like he started showing me things like that to kind of like humble myself uh, to where it's like, number one, you don't deserve her. And two, even if I gave you somebody else, they're not going to have less problems than her. They're going to have different problems than her and maybe more. And I was like, okay, God, look, you're right. I'm in my flesh right now. And again, so then, I mean, after that, he would continue to just con- confirm that she was my wife, man. Um, just different things that he's shown us both about, uh, different ministries that we'll have, different things that we'll do together. Um, and in, in the very beginning, there was no doubts. Doubt didn't come in until flesh came in, mm-hmm. uh, during those growing pains and things like that, you know, and the devil will try to, when he know y'all got something special, he'll try to come in and, and throw some doubt in there so that you and your spouse will end what God put together and, and, and the the things that God is trying to do on this earth, those things won't come to pass. You know what I mean? So to answer the question, I kind of made it long. No, in the beginning, when Blake <laughs> came in a little yes. bit, but overall, no. Absolutely. And we're going to come to get Atala, Atala's um, uh, response to that. But also, Jay, because we do have a lot of uh, men that are in similar situations, not necessarily in love triangles by any chance, but um, that literally know that they're called uh, to be with someone as their wife, but that they are still playing games in a situationship uh, that they should not be in. Like, what is what is some tips or advice you would give to some of those those men or, or kings that are out there in that in that type of situation? Can you do me a favor? Can you repeat the very beginning of what you said? Because you kind of like froze up and then you kind of like came in on. It's all it's all good. I was saying uh, just for some of the men uh, that may have have listened to your situation that you said that you were in where you had to be obedient and make a decision uh, to, again, step out on faith uh, to uh, tell Atala that she was supposed to be your wife. Uh, But for those men that may find it difficult uh, that are in situations similar to that, like what advice would you give them? so that they do not end up missing out on their blessing from being obedient uh, to, to leaving the person that they are with to actually go to the person that God has aligned them specifically for. Okay. So, yeah. So first, first and foremost, man, one thing I truly believe um, when it comes to really big decisions, I believe God is, is, is speaks to us pretty clearly for the most part, if we just listen and if we're just, you know, we spend time with God enough to where we recognize his voice. But I also believe that even when, if we're really his, even when we don't spend the time that we, that we should, when it comes to really big decisions, like a spouse, I believe God makes himself very clear to where you're not confused. Mm-hmm. Um, so in those moments when you, when you hear that, um, simply obey, man, for the, because number one, one thing I'm learning is, um, there are tons of attractive women in this world. There are so many of them. They're, 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 they're numerous. And, and you gotta get, come to, to the decision that accept who God has for you. Because if you don't, you'll never be fulfilled and never be satisfied because there's always somebody else that's beautiful out there. I'm not saying they're more beautiful than the person that God gave you or anything like that, but there's always someone else. There's always another beautiful person out there. So you'll never be fulfilled. That's why before we get married and, and we're living out in this world, we're constantly chasing as much cat as we can get. You know what I'm saying? We're trying to get as much as we can because we're never satisfied because there's always somebody else that's beautiful. It, God didn't make just one beautiful woman. He didn't make 10 beautiful women, a hundred thousand. Man, God is making beautiful people every day. You know what I'm saying? So, And everybody's attractive to somebody. So you've got to just come to the decision that 
hey, man, I want what God wants for me because I know that what God has for me is what's best for me. Man, we got to understand that when when God tells us that, hey, girl A is your is your spouse, not girl B, C and D, that God is keeping us from something with girl B, C and D that we were never meant to deal with. Mm -hmm. That's what girl B has going on. Boy B is, is meant to deal with that. Right. Because because I, I believe this, man, we we see in the garden that that Eve was taken from Adam. Uh, and I believe that that same concept is still happening today, that God is bringing ribs back to men uh, mm -hmm. where that woman that God has for you in the spirit. He pulled her from you. He pulled her from you and he's bringing bringing you back full circle to where y'all can be one in him again. Uh, so. I don't, you shouldn't want anybody else's body parts in you. I know we live in a world where, you know, transplants and things like that is, is cool or whatever, but in, in the spirit, man, you don't want nobody else ribbing you, man. You don't want to deal with the, 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 the bondage and the baggage that comes with somebody else's rib because you're not built for that. I'm right. built for her baggage. As much as I don't think I am, as much as we've talked about things that I never would have thought I would have dealt with with a woman, I'm built for her baggage. Mm. Nobody else is. And I'm not built for somebody else's baggage. So I want what God what God has for me. So every man should want what God has for them and nothing more because you're going to man, you're going to bring some stuff on you that you don't want, man. That's real. <laughs> and, that, and that's as that's as best as I can say it. That's real. And Atala, um, we, we did have, of course, that that follow up question like uh, how how did you know? Um, that it was it was serious when it came to John approaching you on the phone and and asking you to be his wife. Did you did you um hesitate for a second or think that he was just running some game? Like how how were your initial feelings with that? And then even when you went to God, I'm sure in prayer, uh, how did that get affirmed uh, for you? Um, this is what I remember verbatim about that phone call. We were talking about something. I, I was talking about. I don't remember what, it was something spiritual that I was sharing, and at the time we were just solely friends and everything. I had liked John before, but at that particular time, like, I had just gotten saved, and I was really just trying to get some, like, I knew that he was saved, he was the only saved person I, like, knew and, and really trusted at that time, so mm -hmm. I was really just sharing, I think, what I had learned, what God was showing me, and mm -hmm. after I was done talking, he said, I think I love you. Wow. I did say that. And I said, I love you too. It really I did is, say that. <laughs> it really happened so quickly. And, wow. and what he said, there, it, that was my initial reaction. There was no other um, feeling that I had. It, I wasn't nervous or scared. I was so certain because it was like in the midst of me saying that, I felt like God was like nodding. I felt like he was there. Like, yep, this is this is this is what I'm this is what I'm putting together. Absolutely. And so um as as time kinda of went by, I never thought that he was like just saying anything because if that was the case then maybe he would have said something before. And I didn't know him to do that either. Because mm -hmm. we had we we didn't know each other. I'm I'm just saying this now. Because before I was like, Oh yeah, I know John, but I I can say now like I didn't know him to that extent, but I knew him well enough at that point to feel like he's not just talking. Right. And he would tell me like how he told his dad and I was like, wow, like, like we serious about it. And then 
then I talked to his dad on the phone, and when I talked to him, he started calling me, like, he was, like, he was calling me daughter, and it really, like, he, the way that that went was just, it was what I needed, because I had just gotten saved, and things were moving so quickly, I wasn't even a year saved yet, and and that's where I was, and I wasn't even looking for marriage. I was okay with this, like, let me see what it's like being single and just trying to know. I was trying to be a part of the singles ministry at my church. Like, I, that was all I really was, was about. Um, right. And the fact that his, his dad and, and him and, and, and the way that that was going, it really was was like, I'm on this ride that God has me on and I'm and I'm here for it, all the way here for it. And that's just really what it was. I had no doubt at any point. Um I wasn't like <laughs> I wasn't like concerned about well, when it came to my parents, that was a whole other situation because them not being saved kinda of made things difficult. Uh and even in just telling them about it. Um, because they weren't taking it seriously at first and all this stuff, but I knew that this is what God wanted, and I stood strongly. I never had a moment of me saying, never mind, I'm just going to stay in California. Like, I was really certain. Right. Um, so that's kind of just how, how that was. Um, it was difficult, and I think uh, I think uh, uh, even in the midst of confirmation that God gives us, I think, too, the way that the devil reacts to what God has done also is confirmation oh, in yeah. that way, too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that was I was getting a lot of that on my end. Um, well, this was for both of us, actually. But yeah, it was coming <laughs> from your end, but we both were getting it. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, so because of because of the reaction, first the reaction of being saved already was was a situation from my from my family, but then how God was moving things so quickly, it from the from the natural eye, from the outside looking in eye, just looks like it's all wrong and. and where is all this coming from and stuff? But mm-hmm. as I was really standing strong on what God wanted, I was fasting and doing all that I felt like I needed to do to feel certain because I didn't want to fall in any type of doubt at any point. And and uh, God just kept encouraging me and strengthening me that whole that whole way. So yeah, my initial reaction stayed my my the entire time reaction. <laughs> Right, and talk to uh, uh, we appre- we appreciate you being candid about that too. Talk about just like I was asking Jay Atala, like when it comes to uh, ladies who may um, have disapproving parents that may, of course, disapprove of the choice that you may want to have as your mate. Not to say that your parents did that with Jay, um, but just when it comes to some of those struggles that you may have, like what is some advice that you can give? to the ladies out there or the queens that are watching when it comes to having people not literally buy in uh, to who this is as your spouse? Uh, the, the sole advice I can give is to love God more than anybody else that your eyes lie on at any oh mm-hmm. Um, Because if you, mm-hmm. if you love God, then, then what anybody, regardless of who it comes from, won't, it, it'll seem It'll it'll hurt, but it won't be as hard as you disappointing God instead. I'd rather I would go through that whole process again if I needed to, because God told me to do it, rather than um, going with how how my how my parents were were wanting me to do things and everything. And and before I had moved, 
um, they wanted to have these these talks with me all the time about like feelings and and stuff. And and then we have to also understand the natural man does understand spiritual things. So any time mm-hmm. that I was trying to explain anything, I saw it going over overheads and and more questions were coming or just frustration and stuff like that. But at the end of the day, we just gotta love God more. And I need to love God more than I love my spouse too, because if that's the case, then, then I'm just looking at him and anything that, any sign that he would have had of, of having any doubt or anything would have threw me off. And I, and I would have been real shaky at that point too, but your foundation truly has to be God and, and God alone. Mm. And God will bring, like, like John was walking with me, but he wasn't going through every part of, my parents disapproving because I'll be honest, my parents weren't weren't approving <laughs> of, of uh, at all. At all. Um, <laughs> um, at all. <laughs> yeah, and, on, and that was uh that was really difficult at first because it's kind of like when you first get saved, you want everyone around you to be saved too. It's yeah. like, well, I just found out who God is, and I think y'all should know who God is too. Like, let's all get to heaven. But right. not everyone, <laughs> not everyone is feeling Jesus like you feeling Jesus, and that's just that's yeah, just, feeling them. Yeah, yeah. And, that's, mm-hmm. and not everyone was feeling John like I was feeling John, and and even and and I was asked like how how can God want you to do something that's gonna hurt, you know, me and, and things like that. But but God is gonna God is gonna ask us to do things that's not gonna please everyone. If that was the case, and we're just gonna be people pleasers all the time. Yeah. That's, not, that's not what we're called to do. So, any advice that I would give any 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 woman is really, I think, oftentimes women are looked at as like, oh, she she just wants a man, and and it has this negative look. But instead of looking at how it's perceived by other people, be focused on how it's perceived by God, and yeah. know for sure what that you are doing what God is telling you to do and he'll do the rest. It's not it's not your job to to um influence anyone else to be on board with you. It's not your job to cause them to look at things the way that you are because you can't do it. No matter how much you try to explain, you can't because people God's not saying the same thing to you as they're saying to everyone else. Or and and there's reason for that. People on the outside need to see God. Right. Can't see God if if you're too busy focusing on how everyone else is gonna see your situation. So just focus on God and God alone. That's really the the only thing and the best thing that anybody could do. Absolutely. And Jay, can, can I add to that real quick? I'm about to say, jump in with that real quick. So and then, and I and I'll try to make this quick. So kind of when she go back in the story where she mentioned like after I said you know told her that God said she's my wife and then like that she got on the phone with my dad. Uh, and my dad was calling her daughter and things like that. I remember telling my dad that, you know, I believe God has shown me my wife. Now I remember his response was, Amen. Like he was real excited, right? <laughs> and I had and here's the thing though. I had told my dad that once before. I was like, Dad, I think I found my wife. He's like, Oh yeah, okay. And that's that was his response that time. This time it was like immediately his spirit bared witness to it. And I say that to say this when people are walking in the spirit their spirit is going to bear witness to your spirit if you're saying things of God. Mm. Um, and then even when people may not agree with you, 
uh, on certain things. And they can hear things. They can be very, very saved and, and very in the spirit. Even if they don't necessarily agree, their mind frame will be, okay, well, if God is saying this, then you do what God is saying, telling you to do. But when you start having people that are kind of like pushing back against the things that God says and, 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 you know, all, all in their flesh, that kind of lets you know where people are and you have to just know where people are and just focus, like she said, on what God said. Because sometimes, man, God will tell you a thing only. I just went through this for the last eight months. God will tell you something and man, the whole world won't believe you. Wow. You see what I'm saying? But you got to focus on what God told you. Man, Noah, the, the whole world thought Noah was crazy. Right, right. You know what I'm saying? So we just got to know what God has told us and walk by faith and walk in it and what we know God has said to us. And that's huge uh, when it comes to obedience, which was going to lead into like the next the next question. Uh, we, we both, uh, all three of us know uh, that you all have had to give up a lot in order to see the fruit of your marriage. Um, but when it came to obedience uh, for both of y'all, Atala and John, like what were some things that y'all had to give up personally or even possibly even family wise, just like y'all said, to start your new your new marriage, your new covenant with each other? Like what were some things that y'all had to give up or out of obedience to God? Them other women? Mm, that's good. <laughs> that's that's really it, man. I was the kind of person, man, that I, I would even when I was because I his thing, I I was the kind of person that would originally when I liked somebody, man, I wasn't messing with nobody else. And mm. then I started getting done dirty. I started getting done dirty. And I was like, you know what? This whole putting your eggs in one basket thing, that ain't <laughs> the way, bro. That ain't it. So I would have I would have five to six girls that I was entertaining. Now yeah. there would be that one or that two that was, you know, in the top <laughs> running. The man. That that I hear thing, that I thought I could see myself with and that I really wanted to to be with, but I still kinda had some tucked to the side just in case. They wild out or, or whatever the case may be. Um, mm-hmm. so then I kind of got, you know, used to that type of thing. You know what I mean? It was like, I was really going against my own personality by walking in that, in that way. Uh, mm-hmm. even before I got saved again, I wanted to be with one person. I wasn't the type that was just always wanting to sleep around and things like that. I wanted to be with one person until, right. I, until I, until I got my feelings hurt, you know, one too many times. And it was like, yep. That's out the window. Right. So right. I, now that I'm conditioned to have four or five girls that I'm texting at, at a time or whatever, now here she comes. And God is like, that's, that's my wife. Mind you, bro, I'm, I'm saved, right? right. I'm, saved. I'm not sleeping with these women, but I'm, I, I'm, I'm hoping one of them is the one, you know what right. I'm saying? Let's, let's communicate and see who's the one. Right. So I got to cut all these off completely because God said, this is my wife. And now I got to commit myself completely to this. It wasn't easy because then even after I got saved, like I said, me and her had conversations about this, that I would, I would reminisce on the past and still be thinking about old situations like, well, what if, and, and things like that. And uh, again, of course that wasn't fair to her. And I praise God that I'm past that now, but that was something that we had to had to deal with. That was the biggest thing I had to give up to, to being married, sacrificing this idea of, putting all my eggs in one basket in it, not just for like some temporary mo- uh, a bit of time. This right. is until death do us part. So I got to be all in, all in, you know what I mean? So that was, that was a sacrifice. I, I felt like I had to make. Absolutely. What about you, Atala, on top of that? <laughs> um, that's, that's actually 
that's kind of a hard question because I think I was already going through that process being that I had just gotten saved that same year before I had moved here. So I was kind of going through that process of like dying to myself and, and knowing mm. what parts of me was the worldly parts and, and things like that. But um, but I would say that um, a, a difficult part of me was um, fully like fully like giving myself to somebody. Yeah. Um, that was a sacrifice because I have I'm I'm I have all these uh what's called defense this defense mechanisms okay. where um like I just found out what intimacy was outside of sex. Wow. And and understanding that you know getting to truly know a person and stuff because I I. I was out there in the world yep. just, just a minute ago. Yeah. Now, now I'm about to get married, and I don't even know what it's like to be single, really, for the most part. So, so being that I I went from from just talking to to many to going to I guess it's, it's somewhat similar, but I didn't have I didn't have all these other guys I was still talking to or or interested in. Like after, because I was really all in. I really was. I I was. I, I had no desire to, to to talk to, mention, or anybody that I used to mess with. I I don't even like being being hit on to this day. I I refuse to let any anyone speak to me. <laughs> but but it, it was more so like like accepting the fact that um that there is a, a man that I can trust because that's really been like my biggest issue. Um, so when it came to his deal of still having feelings for other people, that was really difficult because I was trying to trust in, in a way that I never had, but then there was things that he was dealing with that kind of made me feel like, well, maybe I shouldn't. But yep. God God was still pushing me to still, to still do it because regardless, we're still married. No matter what, we're still married. Like And and only we can make it harder for ourselves. Like God's not going to make it more difficult. It's really us that makes it easier or harder. So in realizing that it it was still me having to be vulnerable with someone that that God put in my life so quickly um, before I even felt like I was I was even ready to, to date somebody again. Right, so right. That's pretty. That's pretty much. No, and that's and that's important. Uh, just like y'all were both uh, mentioning at the beginning that I know. Uh, y'all used to be a part of uh, two organizations and y'all both um, became married um, at the time that y'all were a part of these organizations. Like how did y'all's process and y'all's mindset go about um, having any light bulb turn on to know that for the marriage or for the fruit of the marriage, that this wasn't something that aligned with God's plan or God's will. Like how did y'all go into that mindset with that? Well, we, we, we actually both denounced before we got married. Got you. Okay. Yeah. By the time, by the time me and her got married, I was, I was, I felt like I was good in denial, man. I was, I was out, out. Um, so when, so I was, I got saved in 2012. By the time I met her, I was still in. And it was maybe a year after I met her that I had, that I had fully denounced. Um, it was a little bit after, matter of fact, it was, it was, a little bit before uh, God showed me she was my wife that I think that she actually denounced. So we both were out by the time we uh, 
we, uh, we, we, we got married. Um, so that was, that wasn't really an obstacle for us. I think it was one of those things to where individually before we got married, we realized that there was no, no godly fruit in these organizations. So each one of us individually had decided that that was, that was out of the picture because here's the thing, us, us both being out caused the issue in, with, with our wedding planning and things like that, because there were certain things that wanted to be done yeah. in association with the organization. And we wasn't, we wasn't having that because we were no longer a part of it. Um, now, uh, she had, uh, LSs that came to the wedding. I had old LBs that came to the wedding and things like that, but they all knew what it was about. Just, just real quick too, for those that, that haven't, haven't gone to like college like us, like talk, talk to them about what does it mean denounced LS, um, LB? What are, what are those things for those? Oh, that- yeah. So, so denouncing is when you, uh, completely, co- uh, uh, disconnect essentially from your organization, no longer affiliating, associating with the organization. Um, uh, and of course there's different processes that you go through to, to do that. Um, and then you talk about LB, you're talking about line brothers, LS. Line so these are the people that you crossed with, the ones that you were going through your initial uh, entry process with, um, and y'all joined together, as opposed to those that joined before you uh, or those that joined after you. And what organization were both you and Atala a part of, Jay, just so they know? Phi Beta Sigma, and she was a member of Zeta Phi Beta. Got you, got you, got you. Got you. So even, um, uh, in going, in going to that step of Tala too, like how, how did, um, you, you come to that, um, process of getting to denounce, just like Jay said, because this happened before y'all were married, of course, but still with y'all having to be on the same page before marriage, how did you go about that? Um, so the only, say that question again. I'm sorry. No, just, uh, what was your process, uh, to come to that conclusion? Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, so, um, at the time, uh, John and I were just friends at the time, and he sent me this video of, of a pastor doing a Bible study, and he was solely talking about the idolatry that's in these three-letter organizations, and the, the, I knew this was God, he said that he, that he had sent it to, like, a few other people that he knew that were, that were in the organization. Um, that were like Christians that were in the organization. But when I got mine, I was on my way to, um, what some people would call set. Um, I was on my way to watching a, a process of, of some, some young ladies coming into the organization. Um, and two of my LSs at the time, um, came in and I didn't, I actually didn't plan on going. But they came and basically like kidnapped me. They're like, you gotta come and all this stuff. So I was in the back seat watching this video of this pastor talking about, uh, how it's idolatry. And, and I didn't know what, what, what it was that had me still like, why, why am I not excited to go to this, like, this, this set? That's what I'm, I'm a pro fight. So why wouldn't I be excited to go? But instead I'm watching about how terrible my organization is on the way. Like, <laughs> I, 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 pretty sure that was already like God put, putting that interest in me to see because I already knew that God was denounced, but I never really took the time to kind of like consider what the issue was about the organization. Mm. I, thought was, I thought it was fine. Um, mm. or I, I guess I just didn't really think about it, but ever since I had watched that video, 
it convicted me the whole way. And then when we got there, I was seeing the things that that pastor was talking about. Um, and then, uh, since after that, then I, I remember I took all the data stuff I had on my walls and, and stuff, and I put it in the middle of my room, like in a pile. And I remember, cause I have one of those, like, uh, you know, wristbands that have like your organization on it. I, Everybody had one. Then. Yeah, I never took mine off. Mine, mine. wasn't Greek if you had one. <laughs> yeah, stayed off <laughs> I, I look back at pictures and I'm like, "There's a wristband." There's a wristband. There it goes. I remember when I took that off and it felt like I I ripped like it felt it felt like because I never took it off and and it was one of those things where it was like. Like, I have to have something data on, and this is what I always have on. And taking that off felt so, like, it, it, it felt weird. And, and that kind of showed me more about how, uh, there, there was an attachment. And I, I didn't know what, um, soul ties were, I don't think, at that time. Um, but the more that I realized that that's what it was, then, then, the more I wanted to kind of get rid of it because I didn't know that that was something that was, uh, that, that was so, so, that was held so strong in my life until I decided I was done. Just even thinking the thought of me being done, that was, that was a game changer. Um, and so, uh, when I had told him that I was thinking about being done, then, uh, then, then more, more reasons more reason for me to stop kind of came um and when i started sharing it with my with my ls's and and profiles and meals and stuff then they um their reaction kind of confirmed that much more about how i needed to be done because everyone was very angry my mom's beta and she was very upset (laughs) um and that kind of also led into the issues with me moving here to to see, be with John because he's the one that sent me the video to begin with. So it apparently, was, I talked throughout the organization. I got that much power, Jay. <laughs> That's what's up. <laughs> I don't. I don't. I don't. I don't. I don't. Uh, so so uh, with with all that leading leading to marriage, I felt like things were being cleansed before we got married um, because coming already having a covenant with the organization and then going into a covenant with my spouse and God, it would have, that, that would have been uh, trying to mix darkness and, and light together. And I just wouldn't have mixed at all. And so I thank God that he, that before it was really like right before I moved that analysis seems like, so it's that had to get that out of there so that we could be solely focused on God. And, and that was it because that's really, all that we focus on now in our marriage. Right. So there's that. <clears throat> Absolutely. And then, and then just to sum up, cause I know we're on the last, the last uh, question, but um, we, we talked a lot last night, brother P and myself about, um, as you said, Atala, like cleansing yourself before you even get to be married, uh, specifically from a man's perspective, like you need to go through that cleansing process. As John said, he had to relinquish some things. You said you had to relinquish some things. Like, do y'all have any 
uh, regrets or what are some aha moments um, that, that y'all were able to realize why it was so important to go through this cleansing process before you got married? Or just a touch for those that want to get married that may be in that situation. Um, I think it's very important to get uh, certain things out of your life uh, ahead of time before you go ahead and get married because uh, marriage in itself is going to bring some stuff out anyway. Uh, so let's, let's go ahead and just clear, clear as much out as we can, because again, marriage is going to bring out enough, uh, things out of you and out of your spouse as it is. So, uh, truth be told, I mean, you want as less problems in your marriage as, as possible, man. So, um, when it comes to, for example, just cause I don't want to, like I said, we don't want to harp on it too much. When it comes to this Greek letter organization, man, when you go through that process, Man, you don't know how many devils you didn't let into your life and how many legal rights you didn't gave to demons just by going through that process. So to get married and go through this new covenant before God and still have these unclean spirits attached to you, man, you don't know what's going to rile up in your marriage and what kind of issues you're going to have, man. So you got to try to clean house as much as you can before um, uh, you, you get into that thing. Like I said, again, you are... Marriage itself, again, is going to bring some stuff out of you guys um, that you, like I say, probably didn't even know was there. Uh, so, again, you just kind of want to it's, – again, it's almost like the, the situation where, like I said, you don't want to bring a whole bunch of extra baggage into your marriage if not necessary, man. You cut off those uh, old boys and old girls or whatever, and, and you already know you got some issues, man. Get that together be- before you get married. Before you get married, because I said, again, you, you already – coming into a, I don't want to say a war zone, but you're coming into some, some, some unfamiliar territory, man. Marriage is no joke. It's, it's really, it's really no joke. Even when you're with the person that God has called you to be with, because God is going to have to grow y'all to the, to the couple that he, he's really designed you to be, uh, because we all coming in with some residue, man. We all coming in with some leftover. Get as much of that residue and leftover off of you as you can, as God is showing it to you ahead of time. Absolutely. Absolutely. And then um, just as we get to the final, Jewel, you want to add anything with that, Atala, before we? He, he pretty much sums it up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah. Uh, <laughs> we're <That's> one. <laughs> I love it. So as a final, Jewel, y'all y'all know that I always um, have the guests leave a final uh, thought or a final piece of wisdom. And uh, for both of y'all, y'all can give a separate Jewel if you choose to or just in-person speak. Uh, for for you all as a couple, but when it comes to those individuals that are married, or even those individuals that are in that engagement process, and that they are on the ropes right now, that uh, they think that they should cut the cord, they think that they should put in the papers to get a divorce if they are married, or even if they're going through that that rough patch right now, like what is a, a final jewel of wisdom that you would give them uh, to stay the course? Uh, I would say this. Um... If you're not married yet and you're in that engagement process and you get ready to, to go through, uh, be sure that you're sure that you're sure that you're with the person that God has designed for you. A lot of people will argue with you and tell you that, oh, you can marry whoever you want and, and there's no such thing as quote unquote soulmate and God doesn't have this one person for you. Um, I think that is totally false. Um, you can't, you, you can't, I've never had anybody back that up with, to me biblically. 
but I could back up one person for everybody biblically. I, I, re- I can't. Um, now I won't do that because of, of time, but I will say this. Make sure you are with who God wants you to be with, man. Um, and if not, get out. Get out, man. Just no, no matter how much time you put in, no matter how much money you spent, get out, man, because it, it, it will benefit you. Get into God's will. When you get out of that situation you're not supposed to be in, you can get back into God's will. And the safest place to be, as I believe one of the Clark sisters said, is to be in, in God's will, man. And that's, and that's true. So as long as you are with, the, if you do know that you're with the person that God is calling you to be with, stay the course because what God has for you is better than any idea or plan that you could think of for yourself. Make sure you're with who God wants you to be with. Make sure you are in God's will and you cannot fail no matter what it looks like, sounds like, smells like, tastes like, no matter what it, what you perceive in your flesh. If you're with who God wants you to be with, it's going to work out. I love it. What about you, Atala? Any final jewel? Uh, yes. For those who are married, I would say look look at yourself first before you look at your spouse. And I say that because you want to look at what is it that's causing you to even feel that way that mm-hmm. you feel. Mm-hmm. Because like how John said that, you know, I I too have been like, you know, God, if this, if this is, if this is really what you want for us, I need confirmation all stuff. And God's like, I gave you confirmation before and you want more because you're in your flesh. Mm. So look at, really be able to look at yourself and stop looking at your spouse. The moment you take your eyes off of who you feel like is the issue, you'll realize most times that it's really the, it's really yourself. If it be the other person, like it's like a situation of like extremities, like cheating and things like that, then then that really comes, uh, that needs to come to a point of like you both coming together and and praying about it and doing what you need to do with that. But when it's like when stuff starts to just build up because like you've been irritated for too long or you know just various things that that's just causing you to feel like there's strife in your marriage, really take the time to look at yourself first. And pray about it and ask God to show you and really be humble about it too. You don't need to, <coughs> to even like share it with your spouse. Like let that be a really intimate time with you and God because that's what's really, what, that's what's most important. He's the one that brought you together. If you believe that he's the one that brought you to your spouse, then he's the one that's going to help you to stay focused with your spouse too. I love it. I love it's it. It's easy to blame the other person. Easy. It's always easy to do that, man. Don't take the easy way out. I love it. I love it. And my final jewel would just also be along with both of y'all said, uh, but specifically to the men, uh, be careful of uh, who you enter covenants with. Um, yes, because again, you heard John say uh, a lot of men, um, including myself, have struggled with this. You may be with someone who is your number two choice, uh, but God has your number one choice that has been waiting. Uh, that is definitely uh, waiting uh, for you to make a decision. And so a lot of, a lot of the brothers out there, uh, a woman can't choose her husband. You have to choose who your wife is going to be yes, obedient uh, to that decision. And so uh, for a lot of uh, friends and family uh, who have gone through divorces, it's never too late also, uh, because you may have uh, chosen your number two or number three choice, uh, but there's always going to be that number one best choice that God has already aligned for you. And sure. so, this has been episode 62, uh, Love Story Part 2. Uh, we we uh, definitely want to thank you, uh, Atala, and also John for coming back again. 
Uh, how can folks reach out to both of y'all uh, if they have any questions behind uh, the scenes that they want to uh, get some some guidance, some advice, even possibly uh, some education on this thing called marriage? Uh, what what ways can they reach out to both of y'all? Uh, I'm I'm on Facebook. I kind of took a little social media hiatus, but um, I normally like would check messages and somebody like send me like a direct message or something like that. I'll I'll entertain that. Um, I just try to stay off you know my timelines and stuff because you know it'd be full of nonsense and I'd be trying to you know keep myself a little you know consecrated and things like that. But um, uh, you can get at me, John Stevenson Jr. on Facebook. Um, I'm in all white. With my legs crossed, yeah, that's how you know it's me. Uh, I'm, oh, I'm fresh in that picture. I didn't know my wife had that picture, man. I love that picture. But uh, I'm that's that's me there. And then on, um, I'm on Twitter as well under Kawhi Jordan. Uh, at me, Kawhi Jordan. Um, like I said, you send me a direct message, man. Um, I, I'll get back to you. We can chop it up. Um, again, I don't try to. I try not to entertain too much foolishness on my timeline. But if you're really reaching out to me and just want to have a a real man to man or even man to woman, whoever conversation. Um, get at me, man. I, I'm willing to talk to anybody. I don't, I don't just turn people down, man. I'll talk to to anybody who wants to have a conversation. Absolutely. And um, uh, spell Kawhi uh for them real quick, Jay. So they. Can oh work. yeah, just like my man Kawhi Leonard, man. K A W H I Jordan, as in Michael Jordan. Put both of them together, Kawhi Jordan, and you got me. Got you, got you. <laughs> Absolutely. Or well, Tyler, you want to add anything on Facebook? Uh, yeah, you can just message me. <laughs> I got you. It's not, it's not, it's not, it's they, they gotta go through, they gotta go through security, uh, your husband over there to make sure they can reach out to you, but. Hey, man, look, they, look, my wife, my wife grown, man. She have conversations with people all the time. I trust her, man. Just I make sure, I will help you with this on top of Make sure it's A apostrophe T A L A H on, 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 on Facebook yeah. and you'll find her. You gotta put that apostrophe in there or they'll take you somebody else. I love it. So I put all the ways that y'all can definitely reach out to my special guests, Atala and John. I'm going to say a quick prayer over y'all. And I know I'll be in touch with y'all next month at the, the come out uh, conference uh, there in Texas. And oh, yes, sir. Definitely be in touch soon. But I just want to pray y'all out real quick. Yes, sir. Uh, Father God, I just want to uh, thank you for uh, Atala and John coming back again just to bless uh, the live stream airways of uh, being able to share uh, their knowledge, uh, to share their uh, struggles and even the fruit that you have produced out of both of them as being uh, young men and women of God uh, that are pressing forward with this thing called marriage and also allowing you to guide them and steer them uh, each and every step of the way. We pray that you will uh, bless the fruit of their marriage and also um, their, their, ch- their child and also their children, Father God, and whatever a way uh, you choose to move in their situation uh, for their obedience. We pray that they will receive double fold and uh, we love you, Father God, and we praise you and we give you all the glory. And it's in Jesus name we pray. Amen. 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 Man, I know I'm going to see y'all soon. It's, it's, it's fall season over here in Atlanta. So this pollen been, been, uh, been, been str- I've been struggling with this thing, but we're going to press through, man. It's whooping us down here too, bro. That cedar, man, getting us. Absolutely. Absolutely. But we'll be in touch again. I appreciate y'all coming on and y'all enjoy the rest of y'all week, bro. Yes, sir. Much love to you, brother. We'll see y'all soon. All right. All right. Cool. So I'm going to do a quick wrap up, y'all. Um, y'all saw again from two of my special guests, uh, John and Natala, uh, who were able to come on and just show you all that there is uh, and there are couples that are doing this thing called marriage right. Uh, that are also following uh, the will of God and, and being uh, 
and owning uh, the decision to be married uh, and not to go into marriage haphazardly. And so uh, we do want to commend them for speaking on their personal journey towards marriage. They are still uh, new in this game at marriage, but uh, these are two individuals that I, I definitely uh, want to promote uh, what they are doing and salute them uh, because they did it the right way. Uh, you heard them say that they had to release and give up some things in order to be obedient to their, their future spouse. And so uh, there are some things that those who are looking to get married, including myself, that we must give up if we truly do want to have a fruitful marriage. Uh, some things that you are in covenant with, some things that you may be idolizing, uh, you need to examine yourself. As Brother P said last night for my special guest, uh, examine yourself fully before you decide to even seek uh, someone's hand in marriage. And so uh, we do I have a lot that's going on uh, for during the month for the month of uh, September and also October. And so you won't want to miss out on any of the sessions that we have coming up. I put the link, I pinned the link in the comments thread uh, of this video. And so definitely uh, click the link to find out how you can get your headshots done, your professional headshots done uh, this Saturday and also um, October 2nd. And then we will be starting Financial Peace University online classes uh, starting also um, in October. So uh, you definitely don't want to miss out. If you are an ATL, you will be able to uh, plug into our uh, professional photo shoot events. But also if you are online uh, in any capacity and you are wanting to get out of debt and receive financial freedom, uh, I also put the link for the upcoming online classes for FPU. Uh, Financial Peace University. Um, I'm a graduate of it. I teach it. I live it. Uh, I'm, I'm literally uh, less than a couple hundred dollars from being completely debt free. And so if you are serious about not playing with debt and, all, and also making a legacy of financial freedom for your family and your children's children, uh, definitely click the link and find out more about how to take our online courses. Uh, I'm your host, King Jules. Uh, this has been episode 62. Thank you all for tuning in. Uh, we'll be back Thursday uh, coming with my cousin, uh, Sonia Smart out of Jersey. Shout out to those up top in the New York uh, tri-state area. Uh, she'll be talking about never giving up on your loved ones. And she has a great, a heck of a story for you all for not giving up on love on loved ones. And so you won't want to miss uh, that segment. And until then, y'all stay blessed, stay hydrated. And make sure y'all are shining like the jewels that God has created you to be. Until Thursday, peace.